0: good morning everyone with me this morning is the first things first alaska foundation those with me are executive director don habiger as well as frank Bergstrom and wayne coogan good morning everyone good morning good morning good morning, good morning. now don today you are talking about tourism what would you like to focus on well thank you kevin
1: and good morning uh, audience uh For the beginning, uh, always a reminder of the First Things First Foundation um, goal, mission, and that is to educate the public about uh, responsible economic development and natural resource management. And when we think about uh, being responsible uh, and growing our industries, tourism certainly is a part of that. And we've seen, for example, years when tourism uh, does not benefit uh, Juno. In other words, uh, we didn't have any tourists, uh, and in this case, it's summertime tourism. And now we've uh, just completed a season where we've seen robust tourism. And there are many projects out there that are coming online. We think they are important additions to the community, and it is uh, part of our mission to educate the public and and talk about these projects as well as uh, recognizing the uh, benefit of of
0: uh, these projects. So with that that's what we're going to talk about today Kevin. And, and so when you're talking about the projects I, I assume you're talking about the projects that are happening downtown with the uh, new dock development there.
1: Exactly. So Hunatotom uh came to chamber last week and they talked about their project they also talked to the assembly and let's not forget uh you know the gondola project uh, up there on, oh, on eagle crest right. so there's just a number of pieces that uh, are coming to our community and and
0: uh it's our area of focus today and Not to also forget that there was that sea drome building over there next to the Huna Totem property. There actually will be some uh, gold belt development there. They're looking for a smaller cruise ship dock as well. So there is some development going on, like you're saying.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, If you go back in time, uh, the city uh, harbor department, uh, Port and Harbors, uh, did the first development. They took a crack at putting that now called uh, 16B Projects. And uh, it just adds to that whole infrastructure. It moved the ships away uh, from the, the dock. It gave passengers and residents um,
0: more area to, to walk about and enjoy our waterfront. And so when you're talking about the mission, talking about sustainable resources as well, and then you're talking about these projects, what's what's the focus here when we think about tourism, industry well, Juno?
1: Excellent, really the focus is uh, growing our economy um, in, a, in a responsible way. And again, going back to our mission statement of making sure uh, whether it's natural resources or whether it's, uh, uh, we'll call it human resources in this case, um, bringing those projects online, supporting them, encouraging Hoonatotum, for example, um, to get the permanent processing done. And if you've seen that uh, any of their outlines, they look like they're exciting projects. And certainly a community that supports that is going to bring in
0: more of that development. And that's exactly what we want. Now, this past season we had saw about uh, 1.1 million cruise passengers. And you had mentioned during the during the time before that, we had about 100,000 the year before and zero the year before that one. And so with 1.1 million, the question becomes, is that something Juno can handle? It looks like we were able to this year, but what if that increased? Because it was 100,000 down from 2019s.
1: Well, I think that's the um, wonderful interplay of uh, community development, project growth, giving that entrepreneur um, the ability to create new infrastructure. and. Entrepreneurs can be anybody. For example, Eagle Crest, coming up with an idea to increase our usability up there in the summertime is fantastic and allows us to disperse those people uh, down out of downtown. For example, uh, in the Totem, uh project, they talked about busing. It is a tiered system, so they're kind of stacking people on top of one another. The lower level, if I remember right was uh, busing, it gets folks out of town. Now certainly there's a lot of details that need to be worked out, but that's what you get to do when you're planning a project and working with your community, working with your um, planning departments, those kinds of things. So those will be ironed out, but all we're, we're doing is dispersing that peop- those people. And
0: so that they're not all focused in downtown right they're they're
1: not um i've been a long supporter and this is kind of a personal bias that you need to spread out that uh uh, the people along our full waterfront utilize all that land and so a berth down there at uh gold creek uh has always been a project that i think is beneficial to do exactly that
0: now frank wayne i wanted to bring the both of you and we're talking about, of course, the benefits of uh, the tour industry, but how we can also make it sustainable. Is there any thoughts you two have?
2: Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, Frank here. I I think what this really does, tourism does, is provide an opportunity for the small entrepreneur. A small business person here uh, producing something like a tour or an art or a craft, uh, something associated with our culture, is uh, would there be a market for that without the tourism? And, and really that's what tourism is bringing is the people, the market here to Juno to enjoy those products and services that our people would not have the opportunity to provide otherwise. You know, in all of Southeast, there's maybe – Something between sixty and seventy thousand people in disparate uh, communities throughout the region, uh, that's just not enough people to sustain a lot of very niche type of small businesses. but when you bring a million people to uh, one place, then there's always going to be some of them that are interested in. Some sort of art form or some dance or uh, tour or go and watch whales. so that that's really a, to me a, a, and I think to us a critical part of what tourism does is it offers offers uh, opportunity to the small entrepreneur that simply wouldn't exist otherwise in our uh, really small population in the region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne?
3: Well, I think that uh, you know it's a pretty broad topic, but if you if you circle back to what Don was saying, About Huna Totem's involvement, Um, you know they've been very successful out at Huna, developing a relationship with uh, Norwegian crews, and and that's a that's a shining example of how uh, those relationships can be developed, you know, uh, with with local entities. And um, oh, you're talking about Icy Strait Point there. Correct. Yes. But 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 based on that relationship they built, they they came to Juno like Norwegian crews knew they had a good relationship, so they they reached out to Huna Totem. And so, of totem stepped up and said, "Okay, we can come to Juneau and do the same." I think it's a good example for us and for our city fathers, for all in the city assembly, or whoever, to look at that and see that it's a good example of how we can work together with the tourism industry, you know, symbiotically. And uh, and then, and then, following up what Frank said, uh, the the involvement of the local economy here is, or it is organic. Uh, you know, let's say we have. Uh, Let's say we have between 100 and 200 tour buses in Juneau uh, that run on the road. Well, you're, you're talking a, a whole, like just 20 or 30 mechanics that, that are needed to, to maintain those things, just to, just to change the brakes every couple, three years alone. Think about those people working steadily and their families are in the local schools. They're supporting all the local businesses here. So so it's, uh, it's a very broad thing and we need to look at it. Um, Additionally, you know, I don't want to take up too much more time here. But additionally, there's the concept that Frank and I were talking about earlier, when um, when you pay your power bill is based on total consumption and the total cost of generating power, and the highest consumption for people in Juneau is probably in the wintertime with their uh, electric heat. So in the summertime, there's less. That's when the tour business, the tour ships, come in and use power. And the tour businesses use power so so it has an equalizing effect to keep our rates down and that's just one feature that helps keep our costs down
0: don is there anything you'd like to add to both those only to, uh kind
1: of uh, to bounce off of or pick up uh, wayne's comment about uh power um going back in in history there has always been comments about uh vessel emissions and First, Princess uh, came online with electric shore power. It became a world leader model. And that same uh, development, uh, and again, Huna Totem mentioned it uh, at the chamber meeting, is uh, electrification of Norwegian now. And so the more vessels that we bring online, the more ability to, and this is really to my point, the more ability we have to use that electricity add additional customers, significantly industrial customers, gives folks like – can't remember their name now but the the new electric uh, electrification company that has been trying so hard so diligently to bring on uh, a new electric uh, utility here in this community Um, duff mitchell is is the uh, juno hydro yeah thank you (laughs) Uh, at any rate juno hydro what an opportunity another development another opportunity add jobs to our community Responsible uh, environmental impact, and we just think all
0: of those are win wins. Now, there was an interesting point you were talking about there, Frank, in that uh, the industries here—they're not too. The the industries here, tourism, offers a lot more opportunity than just what an average uh, industry was would provide. Right? It's, that's what you were. That's what you were talking about.
2: Well, it's more like the. Uh, yeah, you're right. But it's the scale of the businesses that can participate. So in the case of mining, it's a a large company that is developing developing, uh, a mine and employing many people with many skills and paying high wages. But in this case, these are small businesses that would not otherwise be able to sustain themselves because they don't have a market. If you want to make widgets here in Juneau uh, and you want to sell them to our 30,000 people, well, there's only so many widgets that are... Uh, is our local economy is going to be able to support. So you're going to have to export those widgets down to the market down south. Well, the, the beauty of tourism is it simply brings the market to us. We're, we're bringing a million people here, and then what do they want? They all want widgets. And so our local folks can produce those and out-compete People outside of the region to provide those services so it gives us a a competitive advantage for small business here to do the things that people love like taking people out watching whales
0: Uh, you gotta wonder the cost of entry there must not be as high as compared to other shops you're trying to open if you were a mom and pop operation right it's just a tour well it's a tour operation but let's say Instead, you were trying to open some kind of retail business, right? What would be the comparison of how quick you can access that market?
2: Well, everything has its capital costs, its entry, cost of entry, permitting, and whatnot.
0: I mean, maybe apples and oranges is what I'm saying, but I think I understand what you're saying, and that there, there is opportunity to tap into that industry.
2: Right, and and like we were just saying here, that there's a cost of entry into any business and that's a burden on people, but they have to be able to look at their economics and say, yeah, it's gonna cost me X amount of dollars to start this business, but will I be able to sustain that by paying off that investment as well as making enough money to pay myself and my employees and my taxes and everything else and put gas in the car. And in this case, we have lots of these uh, small businesses that have sprung up to uh, serve the um, the tourism business, and therefore, by definition, these are economic opportunities. Wayne, I saw you leaned in. You want to join?
3: Well, l- you know, let's not uh, let's not kid ourselves. Tourism is, to a great degree, a seasonal enterprise, but, you know, that's still a lot of opportunity. I mean, as, as a, compared to mining, which is year-round, um, but think of all, all the opportunities for people who are looking for summer work, uh, college students or whoever, even high school students, it's uh it's something that we have to cultivate and furthermore uh circling back to my earlier comment maintaining buses maintaining tourism infrastructure that can happen all year round so so uh it's it's just something that we cannot take for granted it's uh it's uh we're, we're heavily dependent on it now at this point because we've lost a lot of other industries so uh it's that's what we're encouraging people to do is is look at it with open eyes and realize that this is our bread and butter.
2: Let me just jump in here and point out another little little issue is that they've got some choke points, and Don helped me out here on this one, that uh, Juneau's a very popular place, capital of the state of Alaska, it's a very popular place for people to come to, so it's a magnet. Mm. Glacier Bay, same thing, it's a magnet, but it's controlled by permits as to how many boats can go in there. So we have limitations on the uh, most Popular attractions, but this creates the opportunity for places like Icy Strait, where they can um, benefit from excess demand, if you will, or growing demand. Demand, and we've now we've got this new market here where we can let people go and uh, and enjoy what they have to offer over there, grow the business, yet not have any undue burden on any one particular place.
0: And there was an interesting point there or even just the phrase year round to bring into this discussion what tourism could we do year round here i mean it was it was interesting on another program i was talking a little bit about the uh, the new cabins that the Forest Service are proposing all throughout Southeast. And so the thought here is, is not only do you have the cabins here for folks who want to do it during the summer, but you have the cabins also for folks maybe want to come up here and have a winter Alaskan adventure. So when does this year-round portion come into the tourism discussion, do you think?
1: Well, uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to tackle that one. And there's a couple examples that I'm going to take a stab at. Uh, number one, is sort of preparing for our time here today, I called Mr. Scanlon up at Eagle Crest and uh, just asked him how the project was going. And it was a wonderful conversation. And he talked to me about the gondola and where, were the, where, the, where, where they were at um, in getting the bases done, the engineering, those kinds of things. But more importantly, he was talking uh, excitedly about uh, how Eagle Crest has an opportunity to expand uh, winter tourism. And while it's not uh, necessarily summertime tourism year-round expanding, it's taking your infrastructure, molding it so it can uh, adapt to each of the markets and uh, turning uh, around an investment, um, uh, profitability on that investment and so just an example of that is Eagle Crest has a partnership with Lower 48 uh, Ski Resorts so that if you have a Eagle Crest uh, Ski Pass you can go down there and use a couple of days of free pass. Likewise, we can attract new customers up here looking at uh, using their Vail Colorado Pass and skiing here. Now that person's in the community they're spending uh, lodging dollars. They're spending uh, food dollars. So that's transferable. Absolutely. it's transferable. It is. And so if you think about our opportunities, all it takes is somebody like a Mr. Scanlon to open the doors and begin to develop those marketplaces.
0: Very good. Now, is We wanted to check in with you as well on one more thing here, Don. I understand you have a project First Things First is undertaking at the moment.
1: Yeah, uh, very quickly, uh, seeing we're almost out of time, um, we wanted to uh, briefly talk about uh, Did You Know? And First Things First is starting a new factoid uh, project, and our first one out uh, this weekend is did you know uh, your cell phone contains gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and other uh, minerals? And so this is just a way to um, capture uh, an audience, if you will, with a nice little flat uh, factoid. And then we link to an article. Um, And it could be a number of things. But uh, the one that really caught my attention uh, here and uh, I'll just quickly quote it uh, from the article that it links to is one ton of iPhones will deliver 300 times more gold than a ton of gold ore or 6.5 times more silver than a ton of silver ore. And the whole point of this, uh, and it's a community concern, is what do we do with our stuff, our junk, our leftovers? Do we recycle? And we would uh, support recycling. And making sure not only do you mine on the resource end here around Juno, but when we're done with it and we're ready to uh, move it on, we recycle. So that's the point here. And so it's an, our opportunity to just talk to uh, our audience and others about uh, the good things that mining, in this case, is doing for uh, Juno very good
2: and that brings up another subject one of our key points is what uh, juno is going to do with its solid waste so thanks for the segue there don (laughs) that uh, i think that's something we need to explore uh, more around here and we can certainly do that on this program with your audience is what will juno and southeast for that matter do with its solid
0: waste going forward so that's the question we'll leave the program with today (laughs) very good thank you guys for coming in Thank you, thank you, you, Juno. Yes, thank you for listening. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line. We'll have some, we'll have some quick commercials, and then I'll get you who we're talking to tomorrow. Stay tuned.